Welcome back, haters. We're back with another episode of You Hate to See It, where we talk about all the shows and movies you love and hate to see. I'm KP, and as always, I'm here with our chief hater, a.k.a. Dr. Hate, D-Wild. What's up, baby? What's good, party people? I'm here with the movie man, Scotty Scorsese. How you doing, brother? Bless. How's it going? The magic man, Mikey Dimes, is not with us today. He is okay. He is just not on the pod, in case you were wondering. (laughs) Today, we got a very special episode because we're going to be talking about the penultimate, the second to last episode of what is slowly, not even slowly, what is rapidly becoming a top three show of all time. We're talking about Church and State. We're talking about episode nine of season four, Succession. But before we get into that, a spoiler warning. I'm not going to lie. I accidentally spoiled some shit for one of my niggas that is watching the show catching up currently. But, you know, as we know, I don't give a fuck about spoilers, but, you know, this is for y'all. This is not for me. I don't don't have a conscience about that shit. This is for y'all, not for me. So get out of here if you don't want this one. All right. Are you gone? <laughs> this, thing is, this thing did not ask if you were gone. <laughs> Fellas, you know, Either. I already kind of gave a little brief intro of what, what I kind of thought about this episode. But what did y'all think about episode nine, the second to last episode ever of Succession, man? Like. Just, just give me the, give me the spill. Hey man, that shit is, that shit was messy, bro. Like, damn, <laughs> niggas, niggas is just, niggas is airing out dirty laundry live streamed at the funeral, bro. Like, it, you, do you understand? No one could unequivocally say a nice thing about him. Everything came with like disclaimers and shit. Yeah, man. That's his, that's his legacy. The closest people in his life throwing disclaimers on. If he was a good person or not. Yeah, man. That's messy, man. Hella messy. Hella messy. Tom, what you think? Top five up. Okay, there we go. Boom. Top five up. Um, Dead giveaway. If you see Caroline, top five up. (laughs) (laughs) She been in in more than five apps. I'm pretty sure. Hey, well, well, it's it's at least top six. (laughs) We're going to get technical. Um. Yeah, I think, I mean, even as far as the name, like, to go with the name is clever as church and state. And for everybody to just, like you said, give a, a dissertation or uh, just speak to Logan from a place of, like, not personal. Like, they separate, like, oh, personally, he was the worst person a lot. But state, you know what I'm saying? Like, when they're talking about money, what he did for industry, how that matters so much. Now, that was such, that was such, like, a, he was an icon um, in that facet, but at the same time, like it was just, just like you said, it was messy. But like you said, church and state, the that very strong division was made every like throughout the whole episode. So I thought it was very clever um, and worthy of being a top five app. That's real. Hey, uh, I'm inclined to agree with the top five app, man. Because if you want, like, if you if there's one episode to say, you know, who are the Roy's? And why are they the way that they are is this one. Because you literally see the generational 
you know, how it, how it passes down from one generation to the next. Everyone's talking about Logan and like, you just have to admit that like, he just wasn't like a good father. He wasn't a good brother. He wasn't a good uh, husband. He wasn't a, like, wasn't a good granddad. Like he's literally just not a good person and you can see it in his kids. And then you go to Shiv and fucking her mom, and then you see exactly why Shiv is the cold bitch that she is because there's that's just funny. no love in that family at all, except for like between the kids, and that's just trauma bonding. So you just really see how like the number that Logan did on like everybody in that room, and so this is like the episode, like you know, like a lot of times like season uh, final seasons, like the shows will have like that one episode that's almost like a love letter to like the characters before like they say goodbye to them all. This is like a, like what's that? Like a diss song to other characters. A diss song? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't a full diss. Like niggas tried to yeah. say, niggas tried to say nice shit. Like his own, his, like, you know, Ewan came up there and started with the sad yeah, story I mean, about how like yeah. they was upbringing and everything and like how he blamed himself for getting his sister killed. And I was like, damn, that's got to, that's kind of got to fuck with you. I had never actually like them, un- like, you know, kind of revealing that kind of information because I was like, I didn't even, I, I didn't even remember that nigga had a sister, right? So then kind of like, I know it maybe had been alluded to, but revealing that information like there and then kind of made you, I don't think if it necessarily changes how you see about him, but like maybe, you know, it just kind of reveals some more information. But that nigga was also hell because he also had a, a line of hoes. Like the nigga had a row mm-hmm. of just wife ho wife ho and then he was missing and then you know for for all of them and not to mention like connor's mom who is either in a crazy house or dead already like i don't know that was there that it was his first wife you know like it's just it's just a crazy way for like such a grand character to be to be like remembered like if if that's if that's my funeral bro i'm sick bro. i mean that my I... own brother my own children can't unequivocally say like you know that i love you and you were a good person i mean but that's the thing though logan knew that though logan knew that about himself you know like he literally was like pretty much excommunicated his kids like he turned his back on them like time and time again kept shitting on them like he had nothing to do with like y'all are not serious people like he knew that and that's why he was alone on his birthday Exactly. That's why, that's why everything is how it is. That's why the kids are how they are. That's why Roman can't even come to grips with his father being gone. And, you know, he just breaks down. Like, literally, we'll get into it later. But Roman literally shat his bag right there, man. I mean, yeah, let's get – I mean, let's get yeah, into it. Nigga was, nigga was high. Like, we start the episode with – I was like, hold up, this – this speech might be kind of heat, but like Roman is like Roman the showman, right? I was like, hey, that's yeah. a, I was like, that's a pretty good fucking nickname and, and everything. Whenever, whenever he was rehearsing it and it sounded good, I was like, well, we know it's not going to sound like this when when he does it again. So, <laughs> I knew from I the moment I saw the trailer that. that he was simply not getting that speech off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. about his confidence going into it, I was like, I've never seen him control a room. Not one time. So what the hell makes you think he's really about to go here at a funeral and control this room? I was like, yeah, he's not getting this shit off. Yeah, because he saw Ken do it. And that's why I love how they set that up because, um, you know, Ken was doing his thing at the 
at Living Plus, and Roman was supposed to be out there too, but Shiv kind of talked him out of it. And so now he kind of sees this as his time to be like, hey, I'm Roman the showman now. Like, I'm about to, I'm about to go crazy. You know, he's doing his speech. He's like, uh, saddy, sad, sad. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. You know what I'm saying? Like, cooking. And then he gets out there and folds. And I love to see it, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Niggas is praying on Roman's downfall, huh? Oh, absolutely. After that, after episode eight, nigga, fuck that nigga, bro. <laughs> Really fuck that nigga, yeah, bro. Yeah, that nigga had way too much dip on his chip, and he, he got a large helping of humble pie this this episode, right? Yeah, that shit was good. But what do we think about what Ewan said? You know, Tom, I know you were kind of talking earlier about uh, how Ewan's a hypocrite, Um what what made you say that about what human speech made you like say it was hypocritical? I mean, I've kind of had that take throughout the series. Like the more he had uh, scenes with Greg, <clears throat> and then he was like kind of going in on Greg about how like oh they treat people like this, they do this that, and the third, like talking down on how like just the morals and character um, of you know what I'm saying? The king of the castle, so to speak, Logan. And it's just kind of a trickle down effect. So he didn't want Greg working there. And that way, and once he made that distinction was like, you, once you, if you don't do, um, if you don't quit the job, then I'm going to have to withdraw your inheritance. Once he made that, that uh, like call to Greg, that's when I was kind of like, oh, he's just like Logan. And that was kind of my whole thing, especially like he got this kind of stage and kind of dressed it up and made it seem like he was really about to say something. Not that, just like you said, he was mentioning the um, abuse from his aunt and uncle, um, mm-hmm. both mentally and emotionally, uh, blaming him for uh, his sister's death. Like, and just like you said, we've mentioned they've mentioned it before, but we never knew like the toll it weighed it would weigh on him because we didn't know the details of it. We knew something mm-hmm. had happened. I, I certainly didn't know this was like a, his like baby sister, um, mm-hmm. but nonetheless. Um, the fact he got the stage to like go up here against everybody's well, like, you know, you weren't supposed to go up there and speak. This isn't brand new. So the fact that he would get up there and try to like dress up, like, okay, cool, get the crowd, kind of lull them to sleep, and then just start talking crazy about his own blood, like, that's how you knew the whole, like where this is going. So it's, like, well, it wasn't, I'm not saying anything he said was wrong, but it was just like, you're doing. you're doing exactly what I would expect Logan would do for if he would have to get up here and have a. You know what I'm saying? The same, I wouldn't say necessarily the same speech, but have to give I mean, a they cut they cut from the same cloth, right? Like I is is essentially what you're saying. Cause I mean he yeah. he like starts it, except the thing is like he tries to feel I think Ewan tries to be a little more self-righteous about it, right? Where he's like, Oh, I donate yes, yeah. my money to Greenpeace, right? And like, you know, that's where I'm giving my my inheritance or whatever. Even though like Ewan sits on the board, right? <laughs> of Waystar Royco, like he has he has an, it, uh, a large share in that and has a large amount of money as well. But and he, even like, tries to be like a piece yeah. is like a kind of a fuck you to Logan. Like, finally, like, you're going to take it from these people. Like, I'm going to give it back. To, you know what I'm saying? That type thing. Like, you're going to take the money from them. I'm going to do my part and give it back. Like, yeah, he I mean, he starts the he, the, the self-righteous bit came like he starts it. What kind of people want to stop their stop their own brother from, you know, like yeah. Trying to stop his own brother from speaking at the funeral, right? That's how he kind of starts it. And I was like, ah, here you and go on his high horse. But I mean, again, like you said, nothing that he said was wrong, right? He gave a he gave a sad story, but he was also like he was an evil person. Like he didn't give a fuck. He prioritized profits over people, 
at every turn. And that's the truth about him. And that's who he was. Right. And that's why all you people are in here trying to, you know, money grub and, and you know, absorb this, yeah, and, and absorb this power vacuum that he left. But, hey, um, hey, he was spitting. <laughs> he was, that's what I'm saying. Like every, like the nigga was not wrong. Like I mean, as he was going, I was like, "That's true. That's true. True." Like check, check, check. Like I'm just saying, it's just like messy that your own brother doing that to you at at so, the funeral. For sure, it is messy. But like, like we knew what was like, we knew what it was. That's why they tried to stop him. And you know, I, I love the line from Greg. Look, what's supposed to do? Take his legs out? <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah." <laughs> this had yeah, a big Greg up, and I'm I'm glad it didn't turn into a big Greg up, but it definitely had the potential. I was definitely I ain't never hated a Greg, hate on Greg a day in my life, not one time, not once. <laughs> this was the one that where I was like, all right, bro, like we really good. Are we really gonna let Greg talk to the president? <laughs> yeah, that was funny as fuck. When everybody was running around trying to trying to get their screen time with Menken, bro, trying to get that FaceTime with him, bro. That was right. that was a funny bit. So. So Ewan does his speech, you know, Roman shits the bed, shits his bag, and Kendall, you know, comes up and, and kind of saves the day, you know. Hey, look, I got to say, I've been critical of Kendall's performances, you know, public speaking in the past. I'm not going to lie. He cooked, and that is prob- that's just because Jesse Armstrong just had to get some bars off real quick. And and Jeremy Strong is a fantastic actor, but hey, man, Kendall don't be talking like that off the cuff, bro. Come on now, let's be real. I thought that was a very very Kendall speech because he also said a whole lot of he. It was a whole lot of nothing, but because it's like an emotional, like a funeral, (laughs) it it had more of an impact. I feel like it had more of an impact, but the the like actual what he was saying. Just go back and listen to it. He's saying a whole bunch of nothing per usual, but like it had enough of an impact. Because it was like such an emotional moment, he always brought it back to, to Logan. Like it brought came back to there was a central theme, and it was the fact that everybody in that was in that room was attracted to this power source. So he could go off on his little tangent saying whatever, whatever, but then he would bring it back to that power source, and we knew he was referring to Logan. So then we were kind of, kind of like, okay, I get what he's saying. So yeah, it sounds yeah. like he's cooking, but it was you saw him like. He had a smirk in the middle of the speech because he knew he was eating. Like, oh yeah, I'm I'm really about to I'm about to I'm really about to get my shit off. But like, I can I see mean, the, yeah, like, yeah, he's had some shit. He's had some very shit speeches. Like, you know, his birthday when he was all trying to be a social justice warrior and all that shit. Like he's he's had some pretty some pretty big lows. I don't necessarily think like that one was like the like he was he is the best ever because it's like I don't even remember no bars he got off from it. That's the thing. Like, nigga ain't had no bars. What, what like, bars you remember from it, He said a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> he said, he said, like, what bars he had? said there wasn't a room from the grandest of state houses to the lowest of houses where his cable played or his TV programs played where he didn't. Where he wasn't comfortable. Where he wasn't that comfortable. That shit was real as fuck. Like, that nigga Logan, like... That's, that's not true. Logan hated poor people, bro. He was like, get me out of all these... You remember he was in a... <laughs> go out there and, like, boss up on him. He'd be like, man, get out of my face, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> he, like, peeked down the window said, I'm like, he's a... <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, maybe Yeah, maybe he lost touch, but, you know... That man definitely hated poor people. He, he treated them like peasants, ants. What do you call them? They're pig. They're pygmies. I'm a. I'm a yeah. giant. 
Man, he wasn't lying. Shit. Yeah. Niggas, niggas be broke. <laughs> hey, hey, be like that. So I mean, Kendall, you know, I'm gonna give him his props, man. He he cooked. He did cook. He got the little. He got the little clap. You know, he got the acknowledgement from Mankin on the way out. But uh, mm-hmm. Shiv, you know, Shiv comes up after Kendall. I'm like, oh brother, why is she going out there, man? You know, why she gotta she gotta say her little piece too. But then it, like. You know, I got to give her some grace because it is a funeral and, you know, like she's allowed to speak, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what do we think about uh, Shiv's, um, her eulogy? Because hers felt like the most, like, like an actual eulogy at a funeral. That's what, that's what I felt. Like, hers felt like, like, Kendall was kind of just, like, talking about the grandness and kind of, I think, more trying to, like, show off himself, right? Ewan just wanted to kind of shit talk his brother. <laughs> <laughs> like he partially he gave one little sad story, but it was like eighty five percent shit talking him. And then Shiv came up there, and I think like she had a you know a complicated thing. Like it's I think it's between her and Roman for like who really loved him like the the most, right? In terms of like really felt love love to him. Like I, Caroline's got one of those bars where like Logan is one of those people that like. He wants to see how many times he can kick a dog and it come back to him, right? Essentially, and that's how he essentially navigated all his relationships with. And Shiv is talking about how like that dynamic is very difficult, being a woman and a daughter, because like he didn't know how to really, you know, he didn't really get how to interact with with women, right? So I think I thought that was like a I I really like Shiv's eulogy more than Ken's, right? Um, in terms of like kind of them, because it, I thought it dived, it dove um, deeper into like the awkward dynamics of their own actual relationship, which is what you think of, right? When you think of a eulogy. Facts, facts. It was it was more personal, and yeah, Ken's was more like you know trying to save the narrative after after Ewan, you know, just like had shat on him all over the place. Yeah, but he was like, all right, I mean, like he did some good shit too, you know what I'm saying? He like capitalism. Yeah. Woo, woo. <laughs> yeah, man. And Shiv had like her personal story, like about them playing, like at the office and stuff like that. So, yeah, you know, it was very, very sweet. And then she, you know, Fine she got attention. She yeah. really does show food, huh? I mean, not she. I mean, like she went up there to like you know, to show face, but like I thought her eulogy was actually like heartfelt, sincere. Yeah, like I yeah. thought hers was actually, you know, that was like sincere. That was authentic, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, because I, I legit thought she was gonna go up there and. Like try to like do her um waystar president speech that she never got to do. But like she really went <laughs> up there and like said something real from the heart. So I was like, okay, true. What's up? Yeah. I wasn't buying it. <laughs> Damn, nigga. Damn, nigga. She can't she can't talk about the complicated think, relationship with her I dad. Think was, I think she definitely had some heartfelt moments and she kinda like leaned into it, but like I feel like she never actually um like when, especially when she started talking about the, um, it was hard um, managing that relationship as his daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when she started talking about that, that's when I was like, oh, she's really about to like really get in her bag. But it felt like the, it felt like it was supposed to seem forced. Like she was supposed to go up there and like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's been trying to hide that she was pregnant this whole time. Now she gets up there and she wants to stand in front of everyone and like have this speech at the at the funeral. Not saying that the pregnancy definitely had anything to do with it, but the optics of it. Like, she's, uh, if anything else, she's always concerned about the optics of it. Um, 
And then the fact that she gets up there and she was like, oh, um, like when she was telling the story about the, I think you just mentioned it, about playing uh, in the office. I mean, yeah, playing. Yeah, they're playing outside their office, making noise office. to get his so attention. Like, yeah. It just felt like a hollow story. Like, okay, like, are you going to talk about a specific instance? Like she was just like, he, oh yeah, we were so scared. He was, he was loud. He was just so scared. We were so scared. Like she just kept saying that like, okay, like, I don't know. I just don't. I think it was supposed to seem like she was going to crack and actually open up. Cause like the whole episode, she's like fighting tears. You know what I'm saying? Or like once she starts to feel like a little, uh, like you were, like she was actually going to crack at any moment. She would always like pull it back together and like, yeah, that's what she does. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't, I don't really buy it. I I was thinking that she was getting up there and was trying to pretend like that was it, but then was always like pulling it right back. She's like, Execute what you said you were going to do. Like, get up here, pull on some hard strings, and get back out here and get back to work. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I can see that because, like, I really did think she was just going to go up there and, like, I didn't think she was going to, like, roam in it, but, like, she starts off, she's like, ah, my father, ah, dad. And I'm like, Wait, okay, she's like, up there vamping, like, stalling, like, just trying to get some sympathy points or whatever. <laughs> She even got her shit over later in the episode. She said, I can do anything. My dad just died. In the yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah. she's yeah, so like she is Caroline's daughter, bro. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was very skeptical, but you know, I do have to give her a little bit of grace. Just because like how she treated Tom towards the end of the episode, you and Tom. You that's know, the most genuine thing she did all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That so that was real. Yeah, so that's that's why I kind of thought that, you know, maybe those two like events could be like some actual genuine emotion from her, you know, not being a cold bitch all the time. So yeah, that's, that's just what I thought. So we're going to try something a little different here on the pod. In honor of the last episode of succession, you know, coming up and, you know, uh, the feeling is that it's going to come down to the board, you know, um, it's looking like Ken, and Hugo and Roman and what's the what's the guy's name? What's my man? Colin. Oh. Colin's on the team now. So it's looking sure. like uh, your options are are Ken or you know Matson, uh, maybe with a little shiv sprinkles. So um, we're going to make a case for different sides, different uh, characters to win. In the final episode, and you, the listeners, will decide who has the best pitch. Yes, you will. This is the hater board. The hater board. All right. I'm going to take on team like Stewie and Sandy, like actual board members that are actually have a, have a vested interest. Because I think from the standpoint of just this show, bruh, no one in this family is ending up with a dime. <laughs> like, no one in this family is ending up with a controlling interest in in this show. I think, one, that nigga Sandy, Sandy's dad still hates that nigga Logan. Like, he pulled up to the, he pulled up to the wake, and then you saw a glimpse of him at the funeral. But that nigga is just grinning. I was like, that is a, that is a lifelong hater, bro. That nigga, he... I respect, salute that nigga, man. <laughs> Lifelong hater, for real, for real. Thanks. But, but I just think, like, look, at the end of the day, bro, so much has been done 
with through through this family and, and mismanagement, I think it's better. The the board is just gonna want to walk away and and get their bag and like not want to deal with with Waystar or or the Roy siblings anymore in the Roy family, right? They're just gonna be like, hey, let me just get my money and, and go out and you know enjoy their golden parachute. I just think it's the most natural thing of the show that like the division in the family ultimately splits up and ends up to them losing the family business, right? Logan didn't establish a succession framework. And so the company lives and dies with him. Yeah, no, I, I, I could definitely see a scenario where no one wins. I just don't know if, if Sandy and Stewie is, is where it goes. Which is I mean, yeah, okay, okay. Well, then you no, tell no, me no, what you think. Going, well, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it like. I mean, for that, right? Likely, that likely means that a sale to Matson occurs, and then the company is like divvied up into parts, right? But I still don't think my twist on it is that I don't think Shiv's getting the the U.S. CEO job okay. is, is is the difference. So I I guess it's kind of aligned with Matson. I just think they're they're getting out of the business of doing business with the Roy's, right? So no no one on the Roy's family is winning. Whereas you know you've got, you've kind of got a you know you've got the Matson angle, but like with the sprinkle of Shiv, right? And Tom's got something else. I think no one in the family. Is getting any controlling interest in the company. Okay. I could dig it. I could dig it. He's taking the field. No Roy's. Okay. In um, the field. No, yeah. No, so there's I mean, there's a couple of different ways I've kind of thought about this. Probably too many to be honest. But um I mean, I guess we're operating off the fact that uh Matson does the Matson deal goes through. Or like no, we're not operating off that fact. It could very well be blocked. I just believe that the Matson deal will go through. It okay. could very well, it could very well be blocked, and Kendall does everything. And like Kendall's big goal was to buy Gojo, like flip it again, right? Like so, I think that's the two. That's the two extremes, right? Like my extreme was like nobody in the family gets it, and then the other extreme is like Kendall somehow flips it and is able to acquire Gojo instead of Gojo acquiring Waystar. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm kind of wondering, like, is it like, or not wondering, but like, boardroom setting, I'm, my pitch would be for Tom. Because Tom... For what? i to make this... <laughs> for, for what? The, do you not remember, this? like, two episodes when he was, like, openly being ridiculed and, like, because, oh, every like, Shiv and Madsen are telling everyone that this nigga's fired? Hey, let him cook. Let him cook. You're not wrong. <laughs> You can make a case. I would honestly let you go for ten minutes. Why Tom shouldn't be the American CEO? And I Carl would use said it best. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Carl said it best. And I'll literally use that for the case why he should be the American CEO. Megan doesn't actually want. Excuse me, Megan. Madsen doesn't actually want an American CEO. It's just a figurehead position. What has Tom been doing? Oh, he just got the dude who I just had to make a deal with for the president, so we can make my deal go through. He just made he made a deal with for that guy. He was just a figurehead for ATN to get make that guy the president. So yeah, let's go ahead and get let's go ahead and give him a little something. You're not actually gonna do anything. Be cool. Cause I will ruin your life. And I'm smashing your shorty. So like let's keep this between the lines. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of how I feel like Matt could kind of play this. And then 
with that many controlling interests, I feel like that would probably be the most seamless transition if I had to pitch for somebody. Tom. That's a that's a okay. That's a diabolical plan. That like Shiv pitches all this, and then instead of giving it to Shiv, he gives it to Tom as like a puppet that he can control. No, I would be I would be on board for that because you know I want to see Tom and Greg you know succeed, and like if Tom is the USC or the you know Greg gonna be pretty fucking high up, you know, yeah. he like fucking without getting too. Uh, I won't say too weird, but like without them having to pull too many strings or or strings, pull too many teeth, they could still keep a Roy somewhere pretty high up. And then it turns out it's Greg. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're keeping him like within the fall and it's just, it's Greg. He didn't know anything, but just, we'll have that name there. So just by legacy, yeah, just just, oh, no, he's the vice president of global ambassadors. Like, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're not fooling nobody. No, fast. The only, only reason. I wouldn't say that is because Tom already fucked Shiv once. And I don't know if they would, they would go back to that. In another you don't know if they would, they would go back to like him fucking Shiv again? Because that would yeah. be a diabolical fuck, right? In, in another finale, like back-to-back finales. Tom well, also, I guess my other thing is the fact that um, I was trying to think of a way where, and I think I mentioned this in previous pods, we've seen Kendall down in the season down the worst. We've seen Shiv in the season down at absolute worst. We haven't really seen Roman down like the worst. So like I feel like this is the this is the one. You know what I'm saying? Like which one's gonna hurt deep, hurt worse if Tom gets it? Because Tom, you know what I'm saying? Him and Tom have never really, you know what I'm saying? Like they they've worked together well, but like he has no Tom would have no loyalty to keep lo, uh, Roman around or like have his input or vouch for him in any way, shape, or form. So. Yeah, I think this would just leave Roman in the Roman really in the dumps, especially falling from yeah. grace like he was in episode eight. So, yeah, Roman Roman had a, a tough end to episode nine. So yeah, I could see a continued downward trajectory for him because like when he went out there with them protesters, nigga, I was like, oh shit, this nigga about to get fucked up. I hope so, shit. And but. he proceeded to get <laughs> fucked up, nigga. Thought he could just like, bro, you are you are just a rich nigga. That has jokes, bro. You not about that action, bro. Let a nigga, let a nigga put the paws on you, bro. You got handled, bro. Like yeah, I said, he ain't get fucked up enough for my liking. I thought they was about to got jump hit curb stop his ass. Yeah, they should. They could have jumped on him a lot worse. Like he was getting mad when niggas was trying to help him up. We were like, bro, I thought he was gonna get trampled on a little more. Um, I don't I don't know. That's a good that is a good like relation into like, you know, we've seen Kendall down a lot. Right. We've seen Shiv down a lot. Um, Roman, you know, we they haven't necessarily ended the season with him. But I think, we, you know, I think Kendall kind of did that in this episode. Right. Because Roman was up at the last episode and then he was like, bro, you you fucked us like you got nothing from Mencken. We actually still like, you know, why we called all this. And everything we are still in, like we lost kind of our negotiating power. It's a cold truth, that, it's, dude. It's the truth. Yeah, in the sense that, like, we didn't like this shit ain't in writing, right? This shit ain't confirmed. He don't gotta, he don't gotta do it, you know, for him. I don't know. I, I still don't necessarily know how he could have played that differently. But Kendall was not wrong when he said that, like, he's got our dick in his hands, not the other way around, right? And you know, you fucked it. And then on top of that, he fucks the 
I was like, and that's coming right after he fucked the funeral, right? So he's already kind of spiraling, right? So it's like, he's good for like real flash in the pan moments, but I don't think he has the the forethought and the consistency. Like he's really, he's really missing Jerry, bro. Every time I see him paying to, paying to Jerry, I'm like, he would have, he needed someone to, to really prop him up, help him think long-term. I mean, yeah, slip, but he just would have kept sending her dick pics and we would have ended up here anyway, man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That nigga's just a just a fucking asshole, but hey. you're not here to talk about Roman. And even though I think things are setting up really nicely for Ken to, you know, take everything, fuck that shit, man. I'm here to talk about the Red Devil herself. <laughs> the absentee mother? Shiv Hive, where we at? Fuck them kids. <laughs> oh, God. Them kids will be fine. I mean, maybe not as a person, but literally fine. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> like, be super rich with have multiple names. You're going to be okay. <laughs> You're literally going to be okay, man. Fuck them kids. You just be another little Shiv. It'll be cool. But this is why Shiv should be who the board appoints via Matson buyout deal. First of all, you need the Roy name. You still do. You know, Waystar is a brand, and even though ATN is a toxic asset, and many may say Waystar is a toxic company and brand itself. They are a part shop. (laughs) They are a part shop. But they were built by Logan Roy, and the Roy name still means something in this country. Now, what you need to do is pivot away from the toxicity. And wow, who do we have here? The most toxic of them all. Go ahead. Hey, but the world don't know that. Okay. <laughs> the world sees a woman, right? So it looks like diversity. A, an attractive liberal mother with the Roy name and progressive uh, values. Linked up with an overseas genius, then what are we doing? It's all about that share price, baby. We know too much about shit. That's why this shit won't work for y'all. But these niggas don't know. The share price, the shareholders don't motherfucking know. They don't know Shiv out here, you know, throwing that ass in the circle, nigga. <laughs> they know that she is the least toxic Roy. And she has political acumen. And she knows she linked up with Matson. Now, as long as Madison don't fuck her, figuratively and literally, then everything should be good. But you never know. You never know. So that's why I got my support behind Shiv tentatively. But I'm fully aware that she is liable to get fucked in this situation. But if I was on the board, she got my vote. I mean, I think... I think you've you've got a good point, right? If they want to keep someone like if, you know, assuming the deal with Gojo goes through and they want to keep someone on with the Roy name, Shiv makes the most sense if they want to keep someone with the Roy name because of the points that you outlined, right? But again, it's like she's she's kind of always in a position where it's like she's waiting for for like men to make the decision for her. She's not kind of seizing it. I thought it was really cool how she navigated like that and she navigated and pitched the solution to Mencken, right? In order to get yeah. the deal to go through. I thought that was a pure struggle. And she did the the numbers dump 
the and uh, yeah, she said, "Oh, dump the numbers the right now. Nobody will give a shit because Man. all this other shit is going on." And guess what? Nobody gave a shit. Like we thought the numbers was a big blow up, and like that that shit was fucked. Two episodes, right? She was able to handle two crises very well. So I think that like she could probably do the job fairly well too, right? I agree. In terms of it, I just think that, like you said, she's liable to get fucked because <laughs> uh, she, because if you can get fucked, like uh, you know, odds are you are likely going to get fucked on this show, right? In the words of what Tom said to Kendall, like, right? I've seen you get fucked a lot. I've never seen Logan get fucked, right? Hey, we've a, seen all the kids get fucked. It's a new day for for Waystar, man. Give me Shiv, give me Tom, give me Jerry, give me Carolina. Wow, look at that. Mm. With a little, Greg, with a little Greg on the side. You think they keep in Greg? Well, I guess Matson likes might, likes him. So guess, yeah, Matson is locked in. I mean, Greg is locked in with Matson and Tom. Already fucked Shiv once. I mean, she, she, he might have a little respect built up. Greg is Greg is down, man. <laughs> we don't have our, our Greg hater on today, so this is yeah, just, so Greg, this is just a Greg like supportive <laughs> supportive podcast because Mike would have been crazy. <laughs> yeah, Mike would have been hating, man. I just gotta say, wanna point out that I also don't believe Shiv when she was talking about she'll uh neglect the kids and all that. Like you I don't I believe that? Oh, I hundred percent believe that. Okay, let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. I do <laughs> I also think Shiv would be probably the most logical choice. If I see why like someone would pitch her. Because if it comes down to the fact, as much as I rock with Kendall, it's hard to for to go in a boardroom. As many times as he's fumbled, it's hard to pitch him as CEO. Like I know, like even I don't care what kind of hot streak you on, bro. Like just like Tom said, bro, like you're gonna fumble this. Like it's just it's in the <laughs> stone. So I can't rock with you. Roman, we all just know Roman not can't serious have. enough. So yeah. It's just that's just not gonna happen. It's going to be selling to, just like you said at the beginning, it's selling to a board. So I feel like Shiv would definitely be the, like, another, uh, like, piece that would be a substantial move here. But like I said, I'm going Tom. But the reason I wouldn't go Shiv is, I mean, let's call it spade a spade, man. Like, she could say, she'd be saying anything. Of course, she'll say she'll, she'll neglect the kid. She just told y'all dead <laughs> to your face. Oh, do you think you can go ahead and convince Ma- uh, Mankin? I heard you hate him. Uh, you, think you, you think you can go ahead and pitch uh, a USC Odom? I can do anything. My my dad just died. Like you know what I'm saying? Like she's good. She had jokes at the uh, at the cemetery. Like she walked off before the the ceremony was actually even done. You know what I'm saying? Like she's they're always thinking one move ahead. So I wouldn't be surprised if she was just talking out her ass at that point. So I don't know if that's something she's actually. I'm not saying she's not capable of doing, but I I think that was just talking. That was just her saying anything. Just like when she was drinking the champagne in front of Tom, like I'm just gonna piss you off, so I'm gonna keep taking these little baby ass sips and like, <laughs> holding yeah. my mouth, holding it in my mouth because I'm not saying I didn't see her swallow, but like I didn't see her swallow. So oh. like little shit like that, man. Like she was trying to fuck with Tom when she was doing that, and I don't think the, the whole process was her doing anything more or less than trying to uh, uh, lean into the fact that I want this position. That was that was her whole her whole spiel. Yeah, she's trying to make herself look like a badass. So I I see it, but I think we need to talk about like right the one thing you know the perspective that we haven't haven't talked about is the opposite end of the spectrum, Kendall. Right? 
I don't think it would ever work out for like him and Matson, right, to be a thing. Like that. Kendall is too liable. Like he's always trying to stab somebody in the back and he doesn't play well with others, right? Like we're seeing an, that with like his own siblings. So like every good movie Matson would never want. Yeah. Yeah, and Matson so- would never want that nigga as like the US yeah. CEO. So it's like from from the Kendall standpoint, he's got to get the board bought into the fact that he can run the ship, right? And do we think it's it's possible? We've seen him had we've seen him have success. We've also seen him have failures, right? Like Walter and pushing that deal was was like successful. He tried a board coup before though, unsuccessful. Like, you know, and then he's we've seen him crack at at different times, but I think He's got he he does have a, a very good fighting chance. He's working with with Hugo, like he said, Hugo. Hey, you're gonna be my dog, but you know it's gonna it's I'm not gonna treat you well, but it's gonna pay millions. And that nigga Hugo said, "Woof, woof." I was like, "Hey, I feel it." Like he said, "Hey, work for work for a real evil boss, but you get you get filthy rich, right?" I think in terms of like the willingness to slime somebody out, Kendall's got that more than any of his siblings, right? Like we we say Shiv is willing to do anything. I think Kendall is actually willing to do anything that's possible. But I think Kendall's is more so, and I mean, you touched on also, like his is definitely like in, built off ambition because he'll like do something good or like they'll give him a compliment. He'll be like, oh, I got that reassurance. Now it's time for me to go rogue and do something that you know what I'm saying, the plan that only you and I know, Hugo. You and you and me only know Frank. You and me, Roman. Like he tries to like grab somebody and like go like, hey, this is my new plan that only you and me know about. He does that shit every time. Can't don't want that guy as my American CEO. I don't know how you rock it. Well, man. I'm saying I'm saying he wouldn't be American CEO. I think he's pitching to the board that like I run this shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. That I that like, you know, like I run this ship. I got our stock price back up with the living plus everything right i've been basically doing this we see roman's not fit to do it shiv is about to have a kid right i was like and it doesn't yeah, really have a connection and everything. they're definitely using that against her like she's oh yeah of course that's a, that's 100 percent being used against her. so so i'm like i think he's willing to slime out all his siblings right in order for him to be head honcho like i think that is is another plausible outcome i just yeah. you know Right, KP? Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely feel like it's headed that way. Um, just because, like, just because, like, how the show is set up, you know, like, Jesse Armstrong is just, like, very much like a like a Shakespeare, like, influenced person. And then, like, this is just, like, very, like, much like a tragic type of plot where, oh, the the kid who, you know, gets cast, cast down by their father – has to kill all their siblings to finally, you know, be worthy of whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of just like how it looks just from like a storytelling type of lens. But fuck that shit, nigga. Fuck. (laughs) I mean, if we think about it from a storytelling type lens, right, to take a family business, right? And like he was he was in line with his father. We've seen him built up, broken down built up, broken down, right? And then in order for him to finally build up to the aspirations that he wants, he has to cut every meaningful tie in his life because we've seen them bring in Rava and his own children and how he is severing that bond. We see how he's 
you know, kicking his own brother while he's down at the wedding. He already gave like a big fuck you to Shiv after the last episode, right? And sided with Mencken, you know, because he was upset with her, right? So he is he is in a place where he's willing to sever every tie that he has with any person that means anything just to fulfill his personal ambitions. And I think, honestly, that's one of the most plausible plausible outcomes. Yeah, it's just not the one I want. (laughs) (laughs) Real quick, just because I have to know, I think we talked about earlier, but do y'all think that they, do you think it's used, uh, Mm -hmm. the fact that Kendall killed that kid at Shiv's wedding? Yes, Shiv has to. That's the only way she can win. If they don't use it, if 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 it happens and like it never comes up ever again, you thought it was crazy. a waste. I mean, it has come up before. I mean, I mean, it came up all through season three, right? Because Kendall was a fucking wreck, right? It so it was up. a big. Well, no, that was season up. two. It came up all season two, and then what I think is still the best episode. All the bells say. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't mean to say what I said. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's yeah. come back, but like the, for it not to be his downfall, I think is right. I think too much. I think that's too cliche. For that to be the thing that keeps him from getting to the end, I think for, for all the reasons that we listed, that's why I think Kendall shouldn't be there. He's too, he goes rogue. You can't trust him. He's willing to backstab anyone. All these reasons why I think you, he shouldn't be it. But I don't think the reason should come out like, well, on my wedding day, like, come on, bro. Like, that's how you, like, that's how you give it up. Like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think that gets brought up in this. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Shiv has proof about it. Like, Shiv and them just found out at the end of season three, right? About Mm -hmm. that, right? So it's like, does, does she actually have a PI that like digs into it? Like, she doesn't, like, she doesn't have any actual proof about it. That was a Logan thing, right? That was something that Logan could use to keep him in his pocket. Right, but I think without Logan, it's I don't think it comes to light. What if, that's, what if, why, that's why he has for Colin, like, yo, yo, Pim, I want you back on my team. Like, I don't need you out here strapped for cash, working for anybody else, doing anything, getting any kind of information out there. So you need to be working for me. Yeah, that's real. That's real. I kind of hope Siv uses it just because I want ultimate chaos. I mean, we, yeah. this is a 90-minute episode, man, so a lot of shit is about to go down. Damn. Uh, uh, before we before we wrap up, um, how about a free Jess, man? Shout out hey. to my girl Jess. You know she put in that. She tried to. She tried to. You know put in that two weeks. But Kendall's like, you know, let's talk about it. Man, Kendall's such a little bitch, bro. That nigga went out like a. Bitch. That nigga was being such a bitch. You do it to the meeting. Doing yeah. this to me, I give you crazy access. I was like, you're toxic, nigga. You treat her like shit, and you're fucking racist. Like, everybody in that family is fucking racist. You just try to act like you're not racist, right? Yeah, facts. Fuck that nigga, man. We wish just the best of luck at her next position, wherever that is, man. She deserves to be on the board of a company. Like, after dealing with that nigga, she, she knows how to run shit and get shit done. And no I more assistance. ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, that's a no. She's the U.S. CEO of, of Waystar. Let's go. Yeah, hey, that's a crazy timeline. If that shit happens. Any any last uh, notes? Um, last things to say before we sign off before the very last episode of Succession. Hey man, the family just the family gets fucked. Right? There's no way this is anywhere near a happy ending. Okay. All right. All I have to say is as long as these siblings aren't literally 
peeling each other's skin off at each other's throat this next episode. I think this it turned out exactly how I wanted. Everybody's got to get in their full circle moment. It's kind of wrapping up a little differently than I had anticipated, but the same, exactly how I anticipated. Like Kendall did what I thought he was going to do. Shift's storyline kind of shook out how I thought it would. Roman's also, like I said, he was going to end up down the worst. Like it's kind of shaking out the way I thought, but I just didn't assume Matson was going to um, get the uh, runoff of Waystar. I still don't think that's going to happen. I still, I still hope that doesn't happen. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see if how they. You want Tom uh, to win? That's your only option, bro. I just want <laughs> they pin this whole thing up. I'm very interested. It's it's cool to kind of have no idea where it's gonna go, you know. Yeah. For like it to be the the series finale and just kind of be waiting for your mind to be blown. That, that's kind of cool, man. It's kind of yeah. cool. So until next week, everyone. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, it's KP. Do you have? Keep on watching, keep on hating. We'll see you guys next week. We out. Peace.